Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Welcome to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. Dan is dealing with some personal issues this week. So today, we'll get a look at Lake Michigan fishing report from Dumper Dan Welsh. Tick Terminator Brian Anderson talks about avoiding tick bites and the diseases they transmit. And Mark LaBarbera, incoming executive director of the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, reports on new scholarship opportunities for youth interested in conservation. All that and more coming right up here on Outdoors Radio. Time now for the Madison Outdoor Report. You hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, on our podcast on Lake Link, on iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast. And joining us once again is pro angler Duffy Cuff. And Duffy, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us on the radio show again today. Uh, it's good to be with you, and uh, congratulations on the job improvement. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's... Uh, we're, we're, we're into the, uh, into the season now, hardcore and, and, uh, so far so good. You know, the anglers have taken to me pretty well over the course of the last few years. So the transition wasn't too bad and got a staff being filled out now. And that's going to make my job just a little bit easier. And, uh, but I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Well, with your experience now, you'll do great at it. So hang in there on that. Well, you have got, uh, your, your virtual, your musky school behind you now and and uh that was a first for you guys but man what a way to pull it off three different uh uh sessions uh over the course of three weekends and um sounds like folks really enjoyed it well yeah it uh turned out it actually uh went above and beyond our expectations uh because the expectations that we had were a little bit low because we were not real familiar with the technology and stuff but uh we pulled it off, and uh, hopefully we won't have to do it that way next year. Hopefully it'll be live. That certainly is a, a much better situation for everybody. But uh, it's over with. It was a success. And if we if we would have to do it next year, uh, we've got two thirds of the work done already. Well, is there any any thought of being a, a, a hybrid of it, to where where you're you're doing? Uh... Uh, offering it to folks that uh, do want to watch online, maybe folks that aren't in town or something. I'm laughing at you a little bit because we've already had those discussions. <laughs> uh, most of them have been because you got to remember this is a nobody's making any money here. Uh, it's totally a voluntary organization, and uh, we came up with some great ideas to do stuff like that. But then you're going to have to have. People with a certain uh, expertise and the technology and the time to do it. And uh, I think some of the ideas we may be able to follow through on a little bit, but most of them would take a herd of another three or four people that uh, would be able to do that because uh, I certainly don't have that expertise. I'd rather be out in the boat. I understand. I totally get it. Now, as far as being out in the boat, have you had the chance to? I've I've been out on a boat more. It was more of a, uh, uh, you know, the the initial cruise. Make sure live wells are working in the sonar and the down scan and the side scan, and everything is uh, working correctly. And it was good. That that's a heck of a boat that I've been able to come up with there. Uh, but I I did say, and this was uh, before it uh, turned cold again. But uh, I had one spot on Lake Mendota that I went over, it's about 45, 50 feet of water, and all of a sudden there's a 20-foot hump, a rock pile. And uh, I started noticing great big balls of bait fish on my on my sonar there in red. And, I mean, they were all over the place. And then just below that, the number of arcs <laughs> were unbelievable, and I got to believe that they were that they were a bunch of walleye just following those uh, big big groups, big clouds of bait fish going around. So, and it was a, it wasn't a huge area. I would say maybe a hundred yards, but uh, holy cow, I think every walleye in the state of Wisconsin was uh, in Lake Mendota <laughs> that day. Paying their also on the, the panfish side, now before it turned cold, we were, I'm guessing somewhere between two and three weeks ahead of normal. Uh, and you go up into those little channels off of Mendota, 
and the water is significantly warmer. And there were a couple of spots that I just went up uh, into those channels, one of them specifically, and there were pods of bluegills that were unbelievable. And they all the fish, when I drove past, I had the trolling motor maybe on too, so it was nice and quiet. And there must have been 200, 200 bluegills within uh, four inches of the surface of the water. That was pretty cool to see, and there were two different spots in that channel where that occurred. And then a little further up the channel, there were some guys actually fishing there with small bobbers and stuff, and they were catching fish. So they, they had found a couple of those pods also. So it was kind of a – there's we cannot complain about the number of fish that are in the Madison Lakes. Uh, that was that was pretty much fun. Uh, as soon as it warms up again here, uh, i got to look into this uh, – season that's upon us with the largemouth and the smallmouth uh, being open, uh, just catch and release. So i got to explore that a little bit more. And that is, uh, that's something new for folks to be able to check out, where we don't have the, the fully closed season, but we do have a closed season for harvest on those fish in, in most of the state of Wisconsin, which is a pretty cool deal for folks that want to just kind of get out. And especially when you've got a year like this where it seemed like ice was there and then, boom, gone, uh, gets you a chance to wet a line and and uh, and uh, bend the rod. Well, and it was for for me uh, after Weston went out of North America. I got another uh, another opportunity with a different company, uh, and they sent me a bunch of baits, and I got to try those out. And I think there's a couple of them that are just going to be really prime for bass. Whether it's a little bit early in the season for them or not, uh, I'm going to have to find that out. But I can always go to a jig and a bug or something like that because uh, that works just about all year round or even the swim jigs. What are you hearing as far as fishing report uh, around the general Madison area? Uh, I I mean, the, the water changed quickly and then kind of stagnated a little bit. The water, now I haven't been on all the lakes, but the water on Mendota was very dirty. Uh, so that's maybe, if nothing else, an indicator to people, uh, if, if you can add a little bit of sound to your bait or you get, uh, some fluorescent or some, uh, yellow and orange and stuff like that, stuff that sticks out, that, that would be at least a good place to start with. Um, I know that, uh, there are guys that are catching some bluegills. I mean, I've seen them, uh, to do that. But you have to remember that your first priority when you get out on those lakes now to do anything is to look at the the water temperature gauge on your sonar and uh, follow that around a little bit, drive around a little bit, and uh, find the warmest spots that you can find. And uh, you probably could start your search on the northeast side of the lake because that's usually the side that warms up first. Well, that's some good ideas, and Duffy, I'm I'm sure you're going to uh, fill us with uh, plenty of fishing reports here this year. I wish you the very best of luck as we get into the season, and uh, and best of luck testing lures and stuff. And you know, one of these times, uh, I actually will get down by you and fish. And I don't know that my schedule's opening up any further than it actually <laughs> used to, but uh, and, and talk is cheap. That's right, that's right. But uh, but I do wish you the very best of luck, and I appreciate your reports each time, and, and I know you'll keep your ear to the ground and get an idea of what's going on in the Madison area. And the next time we call, we'll get another great report from you. Thank you. And uh, hopefully your season goes really well. Yeah, I hope so too. It's looking that way. looks like we're having a, a banner year for participation. So it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Very good, Jeff. Thank you. Duffy Cuff joining us here on the Madison Outdoor Report. You can hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, on our podcast on Lakelink and on iHeartRadio and wherever you are listening to your podcasts. We'll be back with more Outdoors Radio right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. 
Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Lawrence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land, 160 miles of wooded UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Hey, what a wonderful week to get outside. I hope you had a uh, chance over the course of the uh, the cool down, I suppose, to uh, to get outside and do something. As that weather trajectory kind of uh, points the other direction, I, I'm sure a lot of folks will start getting out. You know, it's a good time to get out right now, uh, start looking at some of those early morel mushroom spots. Uh, you could get into um, uh, some of the places that have warmed in that southern sun. In southern Wisconsin, you may be able to find a couple of uh, what we call black morels, Usually the first ones to sprout. Usually they're a little smaller, uh, but uh, very delicious uh, nonetheless. Uh, but uh, good time to get out. Uh, white bass are starting to run in certain places, so good chance to get out there and catch some fish as well. I've got tournaments coming up here this weekend, and next weekend we'll be in Port Clinton, Ohio, doing the Masters Walleye Circuit event on Lake Erie. we got 119 teams battling it out there, so it should be a lot of fun. Some big fish and good weather. And then next week, we kind of turn and burn. Um, I'll stop and do the radio show, but then I'll be headed over to Ortonville, Minnesota, Big Stone Lake, which is a kind of a cool body of water because not only is it 26 miles long, it's just this huge, expansive uh, uh, lake within a that is basically contained within the river system, the Minnesota River system. Um, you've got uh, – it's a border water with South Dakota and Minnesota. And so Minnesota walleye is still closed, uh, much like our inland game fish uh, uh, here in uh, the state of Wisconsin. But uh, but it's a border water with South Dakota, which doesn't have a closed season. And so they're able to fish those walleyes. And the ice had come off a little earlier this year, so we'll see what that bite is like. But uh, it should be a lot of fun over there as well. Uh, Minnesota regulations on that border water, much like Wisconsin where things are reciprocal, uh, they, they do that there. So we allow the, the one fish over, uh, over 20 inches in the boat. And what's cool about the, the big stone body of water is that generally speaking, when these guys bring an over 20 inch, it's over 26 inches, over 27 inches, over 28 inches. And so it's, uh, they bring a couple of them to the scales because each angler is allowed one. So that's a lot of fun over on big stone. We look forward to that. That's always a great event. And, um, you know, with some of the contingencies and stuff like that that we give out this year, like uh Ranger Cup prize is like seven grand. You know, that's some healthy money right there that we're dishing out for those events. So uh we look forward to to doing that. I haven't had a chance to get out and do much fishing. Uh, I have been playing with some spy point trail cameras though in the woods at my house. I look forward to using them. Of course, during, you know, the, the deer season, uh, but, uh, but I've been catching some turkey movement down there and I've got one lone tom that seems, seems to come in. Um, n- nobody's around, but I do hear him in my house. I, I do a lot of work from home and I will hear him from my house. And generally speaking, within minutes, I'm getting a, uh, a text message or a message, a notification from the camera saying that it took a picture of him. And so he'll come through. And he'll be all strutted up and, and ready to go. <clears throat> Nobody around him though. Uh, no hens walking through with him. So I, I think he's just kind of lost looking for love. He will eventually find him. 
they do come through there on a regular basis, and I would expect uh, sometime this spring that I will uh, capture uh, a hen or two or four uh, along with uh, with this tom and probably maybe even another tom. Uh, we have heard them down the road. We got a, one particular spot down the road that's uh, one side of the road is private property. property. The other side of the road is uh, public property or, or MFL land, so it's public use property. And the turkeys will come off the private land, and they will stay in the right-of-way uh, next to the road on the public land. They won't go into the trees. It's like it's like generations of turkeys have learned that people will be in the trees. And uh, they'll, they'll freely walk back and forth across the road, and they'll walk into the private land. But it's like they just, like there's a physical blockade <laughs> right at the right-of-way at the road uh, on uh, south of our property here. So it's it's pretty interesting to watch. Uh, I've sat there with binoculars going, man, I, I got to pattern these birds to get them into that into that public land there so I can I can go hunt them. But they just never walk in there. It's it's kind of the craziest thing. And it may be something to do with the, the food source that they're actually eating in the right of way. Um, it's just kind of right there. And they don't need to walk into the woods. It may just be that. It may not necessarily be that they're afraid to go in the woods, but uh, it certainly seems uh, seems like that. So it's kind of it's always kind of interesting to watch. But uh, you know what? This next week is Earth Day. Uh, we uh, we can uh, kind of boast the Earth Day vibes here in the state of Wisconsin, as uh, we were so gracious to be able to gift the world Earth Day. Uh, but you can look for like river cleanups and other opportunities to volunteer this weekend and next week. And uh, make yourself uh, do something fun with it. You know, get the kids involved. Uh, I, there's plenty of places you can pick up trash to, at the very, very least in uh, a number of places. Plus, uh, go April 15th through the month of May. You can put in uh, information, your public input on this fall's wolf hunt. So uh, why don't you do that? I've, everybody seems to have an opinion about that. So why don't you get online and uh, take care of that? I know the... Uh, DNR has been sending out a couple of reminder emails about that, so check your email if you haven't lately, and or get onto uh, the Go Wild uh, uh, website, the DNR's website. They'll both have some information there about um, gathering some information about this fall's uh, potential wolf hunts. Uh, with that, we got a great show going on. We are going to dive back to an interview that Dan did with Brian Anderson. Uh, and he's going to talk to you guys about tick and safety when uh, when it comes to ticks out in the woods. We're also going to get a uh, Sheboygan area fishing report from Dumper Dan, Dumper Dan Welsh. And uh, we're also going to talk to Mark LaBarbera, a great opportunity for young folks in the state of Wisconsin to uh, grab a scholarship and have a uh, really great chance at learning some valuable information about the business side of the outdoor industry. All that and more coming up right here on Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we've made over the years. We can't even begin to imagine how many batteries we've put into our community's cars, boats, campers, ATVs, businesses, and homes over the past nine decades. We want to thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. As we continue to power through winter, we can't wait to see you soon to prep your boats, motorcycles, and all of your summer toys. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Don't forget to ask your sales representative about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Flow has been making world-class aluminum trailers for 38 years, and the all-new Versamax UT is a giant leap forward in utility trailer technology. Whether you're working on projects or planning a trip, a Flow UT trailer will serve you like no other. 
and Flow Technology eliminates the rattling and banging you get when towing most utility trailers. Whether you're buying for the first time or looking to make an upgrade, see for yourself what sets us apart at floeintl.com. The Versamax UT, another game changer from Flow. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. The Lake Michigan fishing report is set to go. Trolling season is underway, so it's time to start talking to our regular Sheboygan area fishing report provider. It's sponsored by Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, condos, and riverfront store on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and online at DumperDan.com. Of course, we're talking about Dumper Dan Welsh, uh, Dumper Dan himself. Hey, uh, Dump, thanks for, uh, for joining us. You bet. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Uh, glad to be on board with you guys again this year. And uh, we're off to a great start here. Uh, Lake Michigan, Port of Sheboygan, weather's turning for the better, and boats are starting to go in the water, and uh, reservations are coming in steadily. Now, uh, you guys primarily, I, I grew up in Sheboygan, so this this stuff is, you know, I, just, I tend to not ask the right questions because uh, I feel like everybody already knows, but not a lot of folks actually know what goes on when you guys put your boats first in the water here in the springtime? You're not necessarily after king salmon right away, which is what uh, what a, a lot of folks seek you out for. Uh, you guys are out uh, for a lot of the brown trout early in this season, aren't you? Well, yeah, you hit that right on the head, Jeff. And, you know, you've been around a long time, too, so you kind of know how this fishery goes. And and a lot of people that call right now, I mean, our, our phone calls are, are coming in every day nonstop. And, and the, you know, the first question I have is, what are you guys targeting? You know, and some guys will be after lake trout, some will be after steelhead or rainbow trout, some will be after brown, some want the salmon, which are kings and cohos. So this time of year, yes, it's, it's brown trout fishing, it's shoreline fishing, it's shallow water fishing close to shore. Um, and it's a it's really a unique time of the season where you can target these fish early in the year. They're not there all summer, and even if they are there, you know, throughout the summer, we can go back to this at times, but it's not a go-to thing in, like, June, July, August. So March, April, May is when you want to target these shorewater brown trout. And, Jeff, they're fun to catch. They're great on the grill. They're great smoked, and they get pretty large in size, too. Yeah, you can get some monster brown trout uh, all up and down uh the Lake Michigan coastline there, and but Sheboygan is is great. It's unique in in so many ways, uh, and we'll get into that here in just a minute. But uh, we've got some great shoreline uh, structure, I guess you could call it, some stuff that uh, bait fish will hang out on, your browns will hang out on, and then uh, the uniqueness is that uh, as things transfer over, I mean, as you get into later May, uh, where you get some of the warming of the water. Uh, you guys are able to d- dive out into deeper water for that, uh, for those cohos and things that'll start rolling in and, and, uh, and rainbows and stuff. Uh, not really far of a drive. I mean, you guys don't have to motor out very far. No, and you hit it right on the head again. We got a lot of structure here out of Sheboygan. We got deep water access off the port of Sheboygan being out on a point. So, you know, we don't have to travel all that far to get the different kinds of species of fish that we target throughout the summer, uh, season, but, um, north of town, great rock structure, clay bottom rock structure, anywhere from the Pigeon River to uh, Stony Point and then up to Whistling Straits Golf Course. A lot of good rock structure up there that holds bobies, which are bait fish that the brown trout target. Uh, there's also alewife and shad up there, too. So that rock structure will hold these brown trout um, for a long time in that shallow water. So that's a good place to target, not just, you know, even charter fishing, but if you have your own boats, you could go do that and and fish close to shore comfortably um, up north. Now, south of town, Jeff, we have the power plant, which is a warm water discharge. Uh, that pulls fish as well. And then we have sand bottom up towards the beaches or down towards the beaches of Terry Andre or Core Andre State Park. So you can go down that way too on any given day and, and target brown trout. Now, uh, what we end up doing here, usually the middle to later part of May, when that starts to fizzle out a little bit, the bite and the lakers start biting as we bounce bottom in 60 to 80 feet south of town for litro. And that's a blast. We do that for a couple of weeks, late May, and we uh, we catch these lake trout, and they get real big in size. They're fun to catch. And we throw other tackle out there, too, to, to kind of look for the coho and the king and the rainbow while we're fishing these lake trout. So kind of a variety time of year as we, we troll into early June, late May for trout and salmon here off the border of Sheboygan. 
It's so much fun fishing out of the Port of Sheboygan because, as you just mentioned, you mentioned four different species in a short period of time there, and they all have their, you know, their place on the table. They all have their 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 place on the wall, and you can catch not only table fair fish but wall fish all out of the Port of Sheboygan. Absolutely, and it's amazing how many big king salmon we catch in June and early to mid July. Every year, it seems like we have more that go to our taxidermist, which we do have an in-house taxidermist at Dumper Dan's. And last year, I mean, we had 50 fish the month of June into early July that went on the wall that were mostly kings. I mean, we had some other species mixed into some steelhead, rainbow, lakers, but good time of year for big fish, also big numbers of fish, also good variety of fish, you know, June, July. That's kind of my favorite time, to be honest with you, Jeff, because like you mentioned, you can go out there and just put a spread of tackle out there, and you can have planer boards high for cohos and rainbows. You can have flashers down mid-range for kings, and you can have uh, equipment on the bottom for lake trout. So you can you can come in with just a mixed bag of fish for a month and a half. You're off the border Sheboygan. It's just a great fishery. And for folks that don't know, I mean, we talk about taking a lot of fish uh, home to, to eat and to put on the wall and stuff like that. It, a lot of this is a put-and-take fishery. So there are stocking programs that will will put fish back into the water, uh, and, and and it's a lot of it is based on what harvests are and what uh, bait fish availability is. Can you talk a little bit about stocking levels for this season? Well, sure, exactly. And and you know, every year they stock this lake. There there's some natural reproduction, but customers ask me too, do they stock it, Dan? And I'm like, absolutely, they have to. And right now, actually, they're they're planting the king salmon uh, up and down the shoreline uh, from Door County to Sheboygan. Milwaukee was seeing Kenosha currently right now in, in April, and um, they did they planted brown trout last month, and then they plant steelhead uh, and coho mixed in there. So they plant thousands upon thousands of fish now. With the bait fish population booming right now, currently the last couple of years, we the DNR actually is adding more fish to the lake. Now last year they added 1.2 million more trout and salmon last year for a three-year term. This year will be the second year, next year will be the third year, and then we'll go back to the drawing board and see what size they are and how many of them we catch. But right now we're over 2 million stock trout and salmon per year in Wisconsin on Wisconsin shores only, um, which is phenomenal. Um, our fishery is going to get better and better. And mind you, Michigan, Indiana, and Illinois stock fish too. So we catch them as well as they, they migrate around the lake. So it, it's going to be good and it's going to get better and and. There's going to be good numbers of fish out there, and right now the bait population is awesome. Well, Dan, if folks are uh, just itching to get out, uh, of course they can take their own boat, but uh, to really catch up on the, the knowledge that it takes to to really put some, uh, some fish in coolers, they can always book a trip with you. How do they do that? What's the best way? The best way is my tel- telephone number, which is uh, I answer all the calls myself, number Dan, so you'll talk with me on questions, reservations, what have you. We do condo packages, lodging and fishing packages. But even if you want to call me and ask what they're biting on and you have your own boat, I'll help you out with that too. Um, but my number is 920-377-1147. Now, definitely follow us on Facebook. I mean, last year we hit Facebook as hard as we've ever hit with pictures, and we had hundreds and hundreds of pictures of what our clients caught last year on our Facebook page at Thumper Dance Board Fishing Charters. My captain's all post. I post on there. So, Definitely check that out. You can access that actually too on our homepage um, at www.numberdan.com on our website. So stay tuned. Give us a call. Uh, we can get you out there if you have your own boat. Maybe book a half day and we can show you exactly hands-on what we do. And you can take it back to your boat to catch more fish as well. Dump, I appreciate it, man. Dan Welsh joining us uh, from uh, from the lakeshore. And uh, we'll continue to get these Lake Michigan fishing reports uh, brought to us by Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan. You can find out more at DumperDan.com. Dan, thanks for joining us. You betcha. Thank you, and have a great summer. Sounds great. We'll be back with more Outdoors Radio right after this. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's starting to feel a lot like spring here in southwest Wisconsin and around the state as well. Snow's melting, turkeys are starting to gobble, and it'll soon be time to get outside for some springtime fun. 
But spring is also prime time for ticks. And here to tell us about ticks and what we can do to prevent them getting on us and uh, giving us all those nasty things like Lyme disease and other tick-borne illnesses is Brian Anderson. He's known as the Tick Terminator. In fact, his website, the easiest way to find it is type in TickTerminator.com. Brian, thanks a lot for joining us, and welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let me let me uh, say that on the the website is thetickterminator.com. You know, I got a space between the and Tick Terminator in my script, and there I go. So, all right, <laughs> one correction, we're off and running. <clears throat> so, um, you made it through the winter okay up there in the UP? Yep, we already had our COVID. We're fine now, and... Uh... Off the spring here, it's a wonderful time of year, and uh, really looking forward to uh, uh, the springtime, snow melting up, just like you said. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, you, you guys are kind of in the heart of tick country. In fact, sometimes I think they were invented in the UP. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Wisconsin sure has their share of it. Oh, when, yeah. you look at, when you look at tick maps and Lyme disease maps here in, in the in the United States, like like I do, of course, I have it right here in my uh, my office. Uh, Wisconsin is one of the worst in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin, yep. Minnesota. The heart of ticks and Lyme disease are East Coast for sure, New England, because Lyme disease the, the it was given the name in Lyme, the city of Lyme, Connecticut, you right. know, back in the seventies. Right. So. Uh, yeah, but we've got our share of ticks for sure, oh, and for uh, sure. What's the now? I know you sell some products, but you also have some advice. What what should we be doing this time of year to avoid getting ticks on us? Well, if you really want to avoid, you never go out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is an outdoor show. Nobody wants to do that. I mean, that's the whole point of it is getting is, is just being prepared. You know, it's kind of like going hunting without a gun. Yeah. Uh, uh, going outdoors without being prepared for ticks is is is. is not very wise, in my opinion, anyways. And uh, ticks and bugs, you know, stuff like that, uh, there, there's ways you can uh, uh, keep them off you. Uh, two of the best things, I mean, uh, that I recommend to people is DEET for your skin and Permethrin for your clothes. Okay. Those are the two best things. The way DEET actually works is the kind of the aroma, the scent that it gives off, it kind of affects the the antennas, if you want to call it, of these little, you know, like like mosquitoes and black flies and things like that. And and when they sense that, they think, hey, there's no blood there ah. because the deep throws off that sense that that hey, they don't need to come here anymore. So then they so they don't land and bite you. Yeah. Uh, so they fly off because of that. Uh, permethrin is different. Permethrin is a wonderful thing, you know, invented in, in the early 70s. Uh, and uh, the way it works is, is it's sprayed on the clothes, you know, sprayed on the pants and, and, uh, and shirts and, and even shoes for sure because ticks get down low. And the way it works is it's called it's a contact repellent. Mm -hmm. What that means is is any insect that comes in contact, you know, like like a, a, a mosquito, if it happens to land on your, on your pants, it's treated with it or a black fly lands on your pants or, or a tick, it affects their nervous system. Mm -hmm. And they don't like it because they can't smell it. So remember, turkey hunters love permethrin because it's odorless. Any kind of hunters love permethrin because it's odorless, yep. no scent at all yep. when it's dry. Yep. And turkey so, hunters, of course, are sitting right in the in the grass, on the ground. Oh, and, for sure. Yeah. I remember last summer watching a black fly land on my thigh <laughs> and out of my mom's house, just two miles from my house right here, because I kind of live in town here, up in Iron Mountain area. And uh, it started to kind of dance around on my on my thigh, mm -hmm. like like it was wondering, what the heck did I just land on here? <laughs> you know, they call it the hot feet syndrome, you know, where it's kind of it's tiptoeing around like this is really crazy. It was affecting his nervous system. So he eventually flew off and I think, great, I won because he didn't bite me, you know, so the permethrin worked. Huh. So Interesting. Like, yeah. Now, like, ticks, of course, are a little different. They're going to start crawling because you ever had a tick on your shoulder, it crawled up there. Yeah. They don't fall out of trees. They don't fly. They crawl. Yeah. So when a tick is crawling on a permethrin-treated garment, apparel, pants, whatever, uh, every step they take is driving their nervous system nuts, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. 
and I have watched them actually fall off of me. Oh, yeah. Not everyone does. Yeah. You know? And they'll do that because they can't stand it any longer, and then a lot of times they will die because of that, too. Yep. But they're on your pants. You know, they're crawling up there a little ways, and every step, you know, they're, they make small steps, so everyone is driving them crazy. Huh. So uh, the permethrin will eventually do them in. Yeah. Uh, it'll make them an awful lot less effective, that is for sure. Yeah. So your chance of getting bit and getting any kind of tick-borne disease, like you mentioned, Lyme, you know, there's babesiosis or reticulosis, I mean, uh, uh, anaplasmosis, you know, uh, in the south there's some more thing, they call it alpha-gale, which actually makes you allergic to red meat. Would that be terrible? I couldn't eat red meat anymore, no more venison, you know? Yeah. But yeah. anyways, uh, all those different diseases, you never know for sure what the tick is going to have in it. So you just want to keep rid of, you know, get rid of all of them on you. Yeah. Have them a lot less effective. So Okay, so how do we do that? You've got a product uh, called Duration, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, people can buy it already pre-mixed, but they can also buy it in a concentrate, which is really anything we're the only company that actually make that nobody else has a product like this where the customer the end user can actually uh, decide how long do they want this to last uh-huh. they can mix a little bit and in, in a plastic bottle you know a little 32 ounce bottle that comes with it of this mix the concentrate in there and then pour the rest of water uh shake it up and it could last for three weeks six weeks nine weeks 12 weeks 24 weeks you know and that's going through the washing machine at the same time all those times. Yeah. You know, six weeks. So, which is really cool. It's not a daily application. Yeah. So it, it just, it, de- can last. It, it just depends on how, uh, what the concentration is that you put on, how long it'll last. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So okay. a hunter that's, you know, sitting in a turkey field, you know, for a month and a half, it could easily last that, you know? Mm-hmm. I spray all my deer hunting clothes. Sure. Uh, sure. Because even at deer season, you know, uh, I know I don't bow hunt, but uh, rifle hunt, and that starts for us November fifteenth. Yeah. And that's only two weeks, but hey, this past past I think we had a, a fairly mild win, uh, a deer season. Yep. And thirty two degrees is kind of the temperature where ticks come and go. Uh huh. Okay. So uh, we have a lot of deer seasons that they're that are in the thirties. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned uh, COVID. Uh, is there any connection with COVID or not? Well, what I found is the people I talk to. I work with a lot of uh, businesses, companies, you know, like power companies, uh, people who cut trees on on right of ways. Sure. Uh, also working with uh, propane companies. You know, think of a propane driver. He's got to walk through the grass, you know, to to fill the the propane tank out at somebody's yard or their camp or their cottage or something like that. He's walking through tick stuff. Yeah. And I had an interesting conversation with the safety guy at a propane company in, in South Dakota here this past fall. And he said, you know, Brian, COVID really got me thinking, uh, like, uh, like it did all of us, but uh, he said it really got me thinking of, of wanting to, to help my guys be preventative uh, and, and, and uh, more, I want to get ahead of any possible tick and Lyme problems that, that my guys may face. So I'm going to start here this spring, you know, I'll be talking to them here any time now, about, you know, treating their clothes with permethrin so that when they're out there, they'll have an awful lot less, you know, tick activity on them, you know, virtually almost nothing. Sure. Uh, but his thought was, because of COVID and, and, and you know, what that's, you know, how that's changed our thoughts. So I want to get ahead of this stuff and uh, help my guys, you know, uh, not have the possibility of, of getting an Ill- illness where I can actually help prevent it if yeah. I can. Yeah, okay. So I'm all about prevention. And you sell uh, duration on your website, right? Yes, yep. It's a duration 10%. It's the first page right there. comes with a plastic bottle. It's, it's, it's a great little product right there. Uh, yep. All right. Is there anything else we can do? Oh, man. Permethrin is probably the best thing that you can do mm-hmm. because that covers the most mass of your body. Yep. You know, some, some DEET is, is fine, too, on, on the skin. Yeah. Uh, and permethrin is just uh, so good for it. I mean, uh, 
Ivan made it. If there's any businesses listening right now, too, I, I work with a lot of businesses, and I, I recently came up with a uh, uh, what I call a tick prevention safety guide, oh. which uh, is it's not a sales brochure at all. It's all information about ticks, you know, like their habitat and and species, and uh, talking about the best repellents and uh, other deterrents and, and tick checks. And I have to put this in here too. The most important thing about everything I, when I always talk is what happens if somebody gets bit? This is covered in this tick prevention safety guide too. Mm-hmm. Is this the most important thing is, is can you get bit? Yes, there's nothing perfect, all right? If somebody ever gets bit, they want to really watch that bite, all right? And if they have a, a bullseye rash, which some of them have, if they get some kind of bad reaction to that bite, if they start to feel achy joints, flu-like symptoms, just feeling crappy because of the tick bite, it's probably not COVID, it's probably the tick bite, uh-huh. uh, do not put off seeing a physician. Uh-huh. Don't say, oh, I'm just going to suck it up here, because uh, it, it's very possible that it could be Lyme disease. It could have been a Lyme-infected tick. Sometimes I tell people to even save your tick, uh, and uh, you may want to send it in. Another website has a place you can send it in there, too. Yeah. But seeing a physician... Uh, early in the early stages of, of, of a bite, you know, within a week or so, uh, if you go to a doctor, they're not going to be able to test for Lyme disease because it's too early on. It takes months for it to really get in somebody's system. Yeah. Uh, so it's all about early detection. A lot of time a physician will, will, you know, you tell them all the different symptoms that you're having and they can, you know, maybe see that there was a bad reaction right there. A lot of times they may give uh, the patient uh an antibiotic, and typically, I'm not a doctor here, okay, typically it's going to be doxycycline for a round of about yeah. a week or two, yeah. and that'll kill it in the beginning. Almost always that is the best thing to do. Don't mm. ever let it, you know, just fester in your body because Lyme disease never, ever gets better. It only gets worse. Yeah, yeah. So seeing a physician soon, you know, when, when a problem arises after a bite, uh, don't put it off. Okay. Well, Brian, we got to let you go. I uh, hope you enjoy the wonderful spring weather, and uh, oh yeah, and I uh, hope we uh, we can send some folks to your website. There, his website is thetickterminator.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. You bet. Brian Anderson, known as the Tick Terminator. More information and uh, product sales on his website, thetickterminator.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Lawrence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Flow has been making world-class aluminum trailers for 38 years, and the all-new Versamax UT is a giant leap forward in utility trailer technology. Whether you're working on projects or planning a trip, a Flow UT trailer will serve you like no other. And Flow technology eliminates the rattling and banging you get when towing most utility trailers. Whether you're buying for the first time or looking to make an upgrade, see for yourself what sets us apart at floeintl.com. The Versamax UT, another game changer from Flow. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the ruffed grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888 Join RGS.
Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident and need help, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, at 800-800-5678 or visit Hupe.com. And by the way, all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham are open for business. Joining us, our regular host on the sh- our guest on the show, rather, is Mark LaBarba. You could host this, Mark. I'm sure you could. That is a slip of the tongue, but I'm sure, you know, you've done everything else. Uh, you, you could probably do this. But right now, the executive director of the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jeff. And um, I'm really looking forward to the next three months. I'm the incoming executive director, and I get to work with George Meyer, the executive director, until July when he gets to retire after 18 years of serving as executive director of the Federation. Yeah, it's, uh, it is it is pretty neat that uh, that you get to take such a an honored position here in the state of Wisconsin. It is uh, something that if, if you've been involved in anything to do with conservation, um, any any major state clubs, you know who George Meyer is. His name has been published all over the place, and uh, you've got quite uh, quite some large shoes to fill there. That's for sure. I mean, George is in the Conservation Hall of Fame in Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Conservation Hall of Fame already recognized um, his great work and his legacy, and he continues to contribute to the future of natural resources in Wisconsin. Well, con- congratulations on on the new role that you're taking on there, and uh, I, I know you're looking forward to it. As I mentioned before, you have done a lot of things in uh, in, in the way of conservation uh, even before this uh, position, and so I think you're set up very well to be able to take that on and uh, we look forward to having you in that role and continuing to speak to you as a, as a guest on the show as well. But you've got uh, some news that we brought you on here to talk about. The Isaac Waltig League uh, founding for uh, scholarships to the Federation's Conservation Leadership Corps. I, I want you to, to kind of speak on what that is, and uh, and we'll get into later on how, how uh, youth can actually apply for that. But what what is this? What are we talking about today? Well, the Conservation Leadership Corps was founded by George Meyer, and he and Lil Pipping from Sheboygan, near Neck of the Woods, had uh, an idea. They had this vision for training future leaders. Um, you know, we're aging. We're getting older. We need that next generation to step up, and there's a lot of talent there. This is a short course in how to be an effective leader. They're, the Conservation Leadership Corps um, kids apply to they they're I say kids there but it's seniors in high school and then college um, age students who want to have a career in the outdoors these students will go to three or four sessions during the year and learn things about leadership policy management natural resources um, roles whether it's as a volunteer or in paid positions and they're learning from some of the best besides George. People like Jody Lab, the former national board chair for the Isaac Walt League of America, and a lot of the familiar names, guests you've had on the show, wildlife professionals, fisheries professionals, who are teaching these kids um, in a condensed course what they've learned over many years, many decades of uh, experience. It's pretty neat, uh, the opportunity that's there because, uh, so much of, uh, and, and I had that same thought is that, um, if you weren't strictly outside or, or, or wanting to just be outside all the time, you weren't going to be involved in conservation. And that's not necessarily the case. There is so much stuff that has to be done within the walls of, of offices, to be truly honest, uh, things that happen through legislature, things that happen through that, that um, that it takes more than just uh, your knowledge of how to catch a fish, <laughs> in a sense, or, 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 or hunt deer or turkeys, to, to really 
gain traction in this state to get the job done, to conserve what we really have going on. And although all of that is important, purchasing licenses, uh, making sure that we're volunteering for opportunities out there that uh, will we'll gain substantial place in uh, in helping these foundations, having the right educated people in the right places is going to make a major difference as more especially i think in the future of conservation oh that's right and having people who understand the mindset and the values and the contribution of hunters and anglers not just other natural resource um folks makes a huge difference especially when it comes to the future of hunting and fishing and trapping in the state we've got great examples too of how it's working with eight classes under our belt already at the federation some of those early graduates of the conservation leadership corps are in key positions already take for example cody kamarowski of portage who was in class one has now moved to be the Pheasants Forever State Director. Uh, For those of your listeners who know Alex Weber, who had that position before, that's what Cody is going to be doing. And Cody's a graduate of the CLC program. That's awesome. So it's already... It's already at work in our state and, uh, and for, and, and for the nation, really. It's, uh, the world, I guess you could call it. Um, it's, it's really oh. highly important. Oh, yeah. Some of the, some of the graduates work for U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service now. Some work in the nonprofit sector, like I mentioned with, with Cody and others go into, um, other professions, whether it's fish, wildlife, uh, whether it's geologic or, or other uh, capacities, there's really a, a value to having them understand um, the hunter's role in conservation, the angler's role in conservation, and to develop these leadership skills. I, I should mention that I had Cody join me at the state meeting for the Isaac Walton League, where um, he explained what the program has accomplished in these last eight years. And once again, the Wisconsin Division of Isaac Walton League of America stepped up with funding scholarships for every one of the students that graduates this training program. So the students end up with their certificate of accomplishment and a letter of commendation, which really is good for their resume portfolio, but they also end up with a $250 scholarship thanks to the Wisconsin Division of IWLA. That's fantastic. And, and there is a, there's a deadline for youth to apply to this, right? And, and, and besides, uh, I'm sure some other, uh, things that folks need to know about before they would go to apply. But why don't you explain a little bit about, uh, the deadline to apply and if there's any other things that you need these folks to know about before they would do so? Sure. The, the leader, conservation leadership core training program is all expenses paid. So if a high school senior or college student wants to apply, the deadline coming up is May 31st. And they can simply go to wiwf.org slash TLC. They'll have find everything they need to know there. Other than that, it's really a matter of them being willing to commit the time three, four weekends out of the year in order to go through this program. And if they're lucky enough to be accepted, it gives them a leg up on uh, others who will be applying for outdoor career jobs in the future. And the other thing is, any of your listeners who know of somebody who might be interested in this can go to that wiwf.org slash CLC and help them get uh, their application in. Excellent. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great opportunity for some young folks here in our state. And I, I hope, uh, I hope you're just flooded with applicants because I think that's a really great indication of where the mindset of our, of our youth is in conservation. And, um, I'm sure the folks that uh, get selected are really going to enjoy that. And, uh, I think we're all going to see the benefits from it, uh, honestly, uh, going forward in the future. Thanks, Jeff. And thanks for spreading the word and for all that you and Dan do. 
for conservation in Wisconsin. Thank you very much, Mark. Mark LaBarbera, the incoming executive director of the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, and uh, joining us to talk about the Isaac Walton League uh, founding uh, scholarships for the Federation's Conservation Leadership Corps. This portion of today's show is brought to you by Hupe and Abraham. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident and need help, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has clicked, uh, collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com, and all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham are open for business. More Outdoors Radio is on right after this. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Lawrence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land, 160 miles of wooded UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we've made over the years. We can't even begin to imagine how many batteries we've put into our community's cars, boats, campers, ATVs, businesses, and homes over the past nine decades. We want to thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. As we continue to power through winter, we can't wait to see you soon to prep your boats, motorcycles, and all of your summer toys. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Don't forget to ask your sales representative about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And Cedar Lake Sales is open for business. They're getting you ready for your springtime and uh, your time on the water this summer as well. You can check out their website or Facebook page for updates and details. If you missed anything on Outdoor Wisconsin, you can find us online all the time. Go to pbswisconsin.org or milwaukeepbs.org, or you can search it on YouTube. That's usually where I go to look for it as well. And Deer Hunt Wisconsin is on uh, YouTube as well. You can find that at Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. Uh, Dan is very proud of that show and should be. It's a lot of work to do. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm sure they're already working behind the scenes to Start getting uh, Deer Hunt uh, 2021 ready to go. If you missed anything on today's radio show, you turn it on halfway through something, you want to listen to something again, maybe you missed something while you were listening, you can listen to us online all the time. Go to lake-link.com, go to um, the outdoor uh, radio page, 
And you can listen to us, uh, take us with you with your favorite podcast app, things like that as well. You can follow Dan and Dan uh, on social media at Dan Small Outdoors. And you can follow me at Hardwater Jeff. This is Youth Turkey Weekend. I think they're going to have a great one for it. I wish them the very best of luck. Be safe out there. Uh, turkey hunters, uh, your regular season will get underway next week. I'm looking forward to that. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of Warren's tunes at warrennelson.com. And you can buy England Wayne and the Trollers, uh, his CD, which features the theme songs that we play before and after we get going here on today's show. Uh, all that on online as well. I'm Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend. Join us again next week for more Outdoors Radio.